Well, welcome, Bloom. Good morning. My name is Dan. I'm a pastor here on staff. Um, told to announce that our CLT and uh, our lead pastor, Dave, is on a retreat uh, this weekend. Uh, so they're in Estes Park, uh, enjoying just some time of hanging out, spending time together, discerning kind of what the future looks like for Bloom and uh, spending time in prayer with all that. So if you uh, think, of, think of it, you can say a prayer for them and they'll be back uh, next week and all that. And uh, as our slide shows, uh, we're back in Epiphany. Uh, so that this is our third, third week here after technically the Feast of Epiphany. And uh, if you're like me you, and you didn't grow up with the church calendar, uh, sometimes it can be a little bit hard to approach. Uh, I was someone who, you know, I thought my Catholic relatives followed the church calendar and no one else. That was kind of the world for me was like, Catholics follow the church calendar, no one else does. Like, it's this weird thing they do. Uh, and now coming to Bloom, you know, and going to seminary and everything, I, I've realized just so much of the beauty of the church calendar and so many uh, of the other traditions along with Catholicism that actually follow the church calendar because there's a lot of beauty in it. Um, and so the season of Epiphany, as we've been in it, has been tracing the life uh, of Jesus in the, in the beginnings, in the, the very early beginnings of his ministry. And part of the, what I love about the church calendar, personally, is that it traces the life of Jesus throughout the year. And so we have kind of this alternative calendar, in some sense. I had a friend uh, in seminary who every... A- first year or first Sunday of Advent uh, every year would like post on Facebook and and talk to people about like Happy New Year. So he would have this post on Facebook that would say Happy New Year. I'm so excited for this new year uh, of our Lord and blah, 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 blah. And like I would look at him like he was crazy. Like literally I'm like no one else is celebrating with you right now, man. Like <laughs> that's, how, that's how it came across in my mind uh, and, and he looked really crazy. Uh, and yet he was celebrating and commemorating the year in this alternative way that actually followed the life of Christ. So Advent every year is the beginning of the before. It's kind of a prequel to the birth of Christ. And then as we continue on, Epiphany is the very beginning of his life and ministry. So we have first starting with uh, the Gentiles, the, the Magi coming to Christ and hearing about him, worshiping him. And then it continues on into his baptism and then into his early ministry. And we continue on into Lent and Easter uh, that, that follow his later ministry and uh, crucifixion and resurrection. And so it's this interesting way that our entire year continually, perpetually, every year is about focusing on Christ, focusing on the life, the ministry, the death, the resurrection of Christ, and then Pentecost. I forgot Pentecost. I'm sorry, Pentecost. It is the, uh, the following of Christ's followers that, that carry on his mission uh, in the season of Pentecost in the early church. So that's the story that we're in the midst of right now, is just perpetually sitting at the feet of Christ, asking who was Christ in all of these seasons, and looking at his ministry and continually submitting to who he was and who he is uh, in the here and now. So our epiphany passage for the day starts, I believe, in, in Isaiah, in our lectionary passage from Isaiah. And our Isaiah passage is one in which Isaiah is prophesying to the northern kingdom of Israel, uh, Zebulun and Naphtali are two territories placed within the northern kingdom of Israel that experienced exile, that experienced deportation at the hands of the Assyrian Empire. 
And so there are these people that are the people of God, and yet as, as the rebellion just snowballed down the hill, they ended up uh, being deported into exile and taken over by a foreign power. And the words of Isaiah are, this beautiful, are these beautiful words of comfort to this people, that the people who have sat in darkness will see a great light, that those who the shadow uh, or the shadow of death has cast upon them uh, will see a great light, a light will come to them. And so the, the darkness of their exile, the darkness of the deportation, and the experiences that they had at the hands of the Assyrians is prophesied to Isaiah to have to come to an end at some point. It's kind of vague. It's not exactly pinpointed when this will happen. And yet Matthew does this interesting thing in our second reading where Matthew, in characteristic fashion, quotes the Isaiah passage in relation to something that Jesus was doing. And so he brings up this beautiful message of consolation that was spoken to the northern kingdom of Israel and actually says, this is coming true right here, right here in our midst as Jesus is walking around preaching the the good news of the kingdom. This thing that was prophesied is now coming to pass. Christ is that light. Jesus, this boy that we knew and we grew up with and people knew around Galilee, he is actually that light that Isaiah was talking about. He is the consolation of Israel, the consolation of those people who had been deported, exiled, experienced war at the hands of the Assyrians. This is the light that is coming to that region because Jesus moved there. In the NLT, it specifically says uh, that Jesus moved there as if, and, as, and he dwelt there like he was living somewhere else and now he lives there and has made his home there. And so Christ's coming to this area is the light that has, has come. It is the light that will come in the words of Isaiah. And so Matthew just incredibly like pushes this onto the scene and says, this is happening right in front of us. Jewish people, realize this. All people of Judea see what is going on in our midst. And Epiphany is the season of appearing. The, the word that it comes from it is usually translated either appear or manifest. So it is often used to say uh, in, in the Greek world, uh, a god would be manifest in an action or in a, a terrible outcome from uh, a natural disaster or something like that. It was an Epiphany. They would say it was an appearing or a manifestation of a God. And so the Christian tradition has picked this up and said, this is the appearing of Christ to Judea, to Zebulun, to Naphtali, to this Jewish world that has endured exploitation at the hand of the Assyrians, that has endured all of this at their hands. And yet Christ is that light that is coming to it. And so he is that appearing He is the manifestation of God in the flesh on earth. And that is our passage today, is that Matthew audaciously says, this is happening in our midst. The kingdom of God coming through Jesus is the appearing of Christ in our midst. It is the appearing of God in our midst. And it's happening. Wake up. And then kind of the end of our passage is us watching the light come to people after people and area after area that come to 
the region of Capernaum where Jesus ended up moving. And so it's not just to this geographical region in the northern part of Israel, but our passage says that people came from Syria up north and from the Decapolis, which is east, and uh, across the Jordan River, and from all uh, around the region. Uh, So it names like several different places, also from Jerusalem down south. And so it's this magnetic energy that is running towards Jesus's ministry at this time. That people are coming from far and wide to hear and see what is happening in Jesus's ministry. And Matthew identifies this as the light. And our, the second half of our passage is the light coming to each and every person. That as Christ walks throughout the towns of Judea and heals and brings uh, the healing of sickness and casts out demons and preaches about the kingdom of God and all that the kingdom of God brings. We talk about a lot at Bloom here that the kingdom of God is a reign. It is the fact that God is reigning over the entire cosmos, the entire world. That that is the content of Jesus' message is significant. Matthew brings it up and says, from now on, Matthew, or Jesus began to preach And then what he says he began to preach was, the kingdom of God has come near. The kingdom of heaven has come near to you. That that is the content of what Christ is saying is really significant. And we try to focus ourselves around that here at Bloom. That the kingdom of God is the central reality for us that we try to get behind, we try to understand, and we try to get on board with in terms of our participation as the people of God. So that's the content. If you were to ask someone in, uh, in ancient Judaism, like, hey, what, what, what did Jesus preach? That's what they would tell you. They would tell you that he, w- he kept going back to this kingdom of God theme. And he seemed as though the kingdom of God that we think is far away was actually here in the here and now and was taking place in the here and now. And that's the reality we try to get behind as the people of God. And the beauty, I think, of Epiphany that continues on throughout uh, as we we will trace the life of Jesus, as I said, um, is that the people who are called in this passage, Peter, Andrew, James, John, uh, continue on and actually become a part of the light. That the light not only comes to them, but they actually also begin to take it out. So there's this receiving and then this bearing of the light that goes on within the Gospels, that Peter and John not only receive the light, the beauty, the love, the grace of God's kingdom, but then they continue on to do the works of Jesus in the world, that these lowly fishermen coming out of nowhere in the region of Galilee end up preaching before thousands, they bring the healing of Christ to people, that they, uh, at their very hands, demons are cast out. And so they carry on the mission of Christ in, in his memory and in his spirit. And that's really our call as well as the people of God, that we receive the light and bear the light, that we bear it in every instance in which we go out into this world. Us as a staff, we were uh, like talking about a few things with our, with our community and just trying to like put on paper some things that you know, we hopefully already do. And a funny thing that Dave did was he drew like a circle and then like a line through it and then there were like five different arrows toward the circle and then five different arrows like leaving the circle. 
And I really think that's like a good picture of the church is that we come, we receive the light, the light of Christ, the light of his kingdom, and then we are sent out into the world on the other side. And so there's this rhythm of coming to the table, coming to Christ as he is present to us in worship, receiving the light, receiving the grace and the kingdom and the love of God, and then being sent out into the world on the other side. And so we receive the kingdom, we receive the light, and we bear it. We carry it into the world in every instance. And that's really what we'll see the disciples do. Um, one instance uh, uh, in which I feel like has been going on in our community uh, uh, recently, and one way that we've really done a good job of uh, carrying this light into the world, uh, for me personally, and I've seen like you guys all do this, is in the area of hospitality. That I feel like Dave's uh, messages lately have just been like landing on hospitality. He's just like, this is where we, we need to land. This is how this works out in our lives. And uh, I really think that we have a beautiful opportunity here in the city of Denver specifically to be hospitable to anyone we come in contact with. To be hospitable to the world who knows nothing of the church or what it thinks it knows of the church. It, it isn't good. Um, that a lot of times me, like, doing what I do, uh, a lot of people that I meet, I'll tell them that I'm a pastor, and it is like the fastest conversation ender that you could ever imagine. Uh, it's like, we're having this great conversation, and I- I'll say, yeah, so I'm a, a pastor, you know, in-, in the Denver area, and then they'll just change the subject, <laughs> you know? So what do you think about the Broncos, you know? It's like, kind of rough, um, and I'm sure you've all experienced that too, you know, as you've, you've spoken to people about the church and the way in which you try to send your life on Christ and, and this kingdom, that it's difficult to just spring up a conversation that ends up in a really uh, awesome place. And yet, I really believe that hospitality is a way for us into that realm. That the hospitality, hospitality is the inviting of people into God's presence through the ordering of our physical world. That the way that we uh, bring people in, whether it's actually a home or whether it's actually your car or out to lunch or something like that, it doesn't matter. But it is the inviting of people into the reality that, that is the kingdom of God. And that truly is our mission. And, so, and that's one of the ways in which we bear the light is through our hospitality is through our generosity and the way in which we invite God, or we invite God, yeah, we invite people into the kingdom of God, the central reality that we are receiving and then bearing. And so that's really what I really want to land this, this evening is I encourage you into your hospitality to continue on into that, that even as we feel like in this community it's been happening, that we've been inviting people in the kindness and the love of God into the kingdom of God. And I encourage you to continue on in that. Continue coming to receive of Christ and bear that light out into the world. As we come to the table, that we experience fellowship, communion with God. That that's really what we are doing as we're coming to the table. That we are experiencing the, the love, the presence, the grace and the forgiveness of God as we come out, come in, and then we are sent out into the world to carry on his mission. And so I encourage you in that. Go in the love of Christ. Continue to receive Christ, receive the light, and bear it out into the world.
So let's stand for the prayers. Thank you for listening to the Bloom Church Podcast. For more information on who we are and how you can get involved, visit our website at bloom.church. Thank you.